Pads are on, fall camp is here, and this just in, we have a monster dragging people down the field at tight end, you pick the name, and we have a defensive stud who's showing out at the weakest position for Georgia, right after this. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. That is Clint. And uh, we are back. Uh, happy to have LinkedIn as a part of the show. Thanks to them. Title sponsor of today's episode. And happy to be back recording episodes. Listen, let me just get this out of the way right up front. Okay. The audio is probably terrible on this Stop. episode. Stop. It's, we don't no, know no, no. that. We do know that. We know that the audio is going to be terrible. But let me just tell you. We had episodes for every single day last week, every recorded, day. recorded and in the can, but we had to trash them because the audio was so bad. I don't know. We're, we're working on it. We're trying to get it right. We're in, it's, it's, it's preseason, y'all. It's preseason camp. We're, right now, we're focused on us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're not looking ahead to any future opponents on the schedule. The Lockdown Bulldogs podcast is focused internally and we know we got things we need to clean up we're not satisfied but we're going to get that right so we're back hopefully this episode will see the light of day um because fall camp is well underway clint we've got scrimmages happening by the way thanks for thanks for listening subscribing audio spotify stitcher apple podcast youtube comment leave a rating review all those things um scrimmages are happening kirby's meeting with the media um I'm tweeting sarcastic things about gurus and insiders reporting on this. But all of that sarcasm aside, it's fun to just anticipate football. We yes. know you're not going to get anything out of these scrimmages. We're grasping at straws. We're talking about rumors. We're, we're speculating and conjecturing and whatever. But it's fun to just anticipate football. We're less than three weeks away from seeing our beloved Bulldogs, reigning national champion Bulldogs, on the field. I was just just a few moments ago, Clint, I was thinking to myself, every year, right around this time, I try to fight it. I try to hold it at bay. But every year, right around this time, the thought will begin to creep into my head, maybe this is our year. Just... We have, we, you know, we have a shot. We have a we, shot. We have a, guess what, Daniel? Guess what? It don't, it, it, it don't matter, Clint. It's, nope. We've already had a year. It's not, we're not waiting on anything. We just get to soak and bask in the full enjoyment of college football this year. Um, and we're going to be doing that all season long. Today, we're going to talk about the cocktail party. We're going to talk about um, what is being reported as big news and what is not big news at all, what that means for Georgia. We're going to talk about a couple players on this team. One of them is a monster on offense. One of them is looking like he might be uh, a bit of a force on defense, Clint. But let's start in Jacksonville where the cocktail party is going to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. Yep. And um, 
Big news earlier reported that recruits are allowed to attend the game. Um, we kind of looked at each other and rolled our eyes when this news came out. We didn't really say anything about it on the podcast because we didn't think there was anything to report. And lo and behold, it seems like Kirby agrees with us. There's nothing really to report here about the cocktail party. It's still He still hates it, yeah. which means ultimately, not to skip ahead to the end, ultimately that's not how it's going to be for much longer. Uh, no, Jacksonville, you can try your best to keep it there. But guess what? Uh, when Kirby sets his sight on something – he gets it, and he wants to have a home-and-home home with Florida at UGA's field in Athens. So he, he's going to get it done. I talked to John Garcia last week, one of the episodes that did not air, and here's what he said. I asked him, hey, what, what deal is this? He's a Florida guy, and he actually had an interesting take on this, Daniel. He said – He's not a Florida actually, Gator to be to – just be just clarify that. He's not a Florida Gator. No, he's not a Florida Gator. Thank you. You said he's, he's a Florida guy, Florida. meaning he lives in Florida. Let's. I just don't want our listeners yeah. to to start don't to think. Him. Don't think unnecessarily on on impure thoughts about John Garcia. It's not. I was at a uh, I was at a party tonight, Daniel, in which the uh, person hosting was in fact a Florida alum, and I sat on the couch, and next to it was a blanket of Florida, uh, and I promptly picked it up and I threw it on the ground while doing aggressive eye contact with mm-hmm. her, and it was fantastic it's fantastic um he had an interesting take he said hey these kids coming to the game it is a big deal for them because a lot of these kids travel a lot a lot of these kids don't get a chance to have a lot of official visits a lot of these kids don't get a chance to attend big games like this these rivalry experiences like everybody else does everybody else is a fan and for them and their family to attend this game together they're not going to get the time with the coaching they're not going to get the time with the staff but they do get to be in the stadium for a very, very, very important game, one that may become very important to them in the future and their family and friends. So he said it has a big deal of experiential importance sure. to, to recruits, to which yeah. we can say yes, 100%. Now, with that, so it is a big deal from that standpoint, comma, Kirby's coming for you, cocktail party. I mean, listen, you said Kirby gets what Kirby sets his sights on Kirby gets. And I'll just expand on that and say and and let you know why, because Kirby owns the athletic department at the University of Georgia now. Like you understand that. We understand this. He he's got every he he now holds all the cards, right? He he has all the chips. He has all the cards. He invented the game, and he's making up the rules as he goes. Yep. He can do whatever he wants, and whatever he says he wants, the athletic department exists to get it for him. This is this is the world that we live in. It is a keep Kirby smart in Athens type of world. That's what we want. So whatever the athletic department, whatever Josh Brooks can do to make Kirby happy to get him the things that he wants. That's what he's going to do. And so if you don't think the president of the university and the head of the athletic department are going to be bending over backwards to try to leverage, you know, the SEC commissioner and the NCAA and the parties that be in Jacksonville and the University of Florida and whoever else they need to leverage to get this thing done, uh, eventually Kirby's going to get what Kirby wants. I don't – honestly, I can see both sides of this from a fan's perspective. I can see both sides of the coin. Georgia hasn't had very much trouble recruiting um, with the cocktail party in Jacksonville. And so 
to me, I can see an argument that says like, sure, it would make Kirby's life easier, but like he's doing fine and I like it in Jacksonville. It's fun. So we can keep it. But I can also see that hosting hosting Florida every other year. Heck, going to the swamp and beating them by by 17. Mm. By t- beating them by 24 points in the swamp. Watching the swamp clear out midway through the third quarter, Clint. I'm sorry, but just inject that right into my veins because that sounds pretty good as well. So... Whatever happens with the cocktail party, Kirby's going to end up getting what he wants. Um, but let's let's move on from that, and let's talk about the actual football players on this actual Georgia team, Clint, right after but, we talk about LinkedIn. That's right. LinkedIn, another time has come in which businesses all across America are opening back up with so many small businesses out in America. Right now, there's so many jobs to be had, and LinkedIn gets you the right candidates for your job opening that you have. If you're a candidate or you are searching for a candidate, LinkedIn is the place to go. You get over there right now, and you can sign up for free to do a free job posting based upon LockedIn's sponsorship with us, with them. Get over there right now. Get the best candidates. They have screening questions. They have an ability of network over 810 million people throughout the, all the networks. You get a, uh, a hiring, now hiring frame over all of your social media from LinkedIn. It's a great spot. Get over there right now. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Clint. Um, it's it's fall camp. Mm-hmm. We're scrimmaging the books. Yes. And I don't want to say... But I will. Okay. I think I think Big O might be one of the most underrated, underthought about players on this entire team. I think Darnell Washington. Well, it's easy, Daniel. To, that not the, the statement you just made is not an easy statement. It's easy to see why that's the case because he has the leading touchdown threat on Georgia coming back at his position. He has another guy at the position that was all worldly at LSU. He's got two guys that would start on every other. Yes, every other college football team in America. And he's third on the and Big O would start on every other college team in America. So it's easy yep. to see why that's the case, Daniel. But but then you look at him, Clint. And we're talking about a guy, five star, consensus five star out of Las Vegas. He's six seven. Yeah. He he looks like he's carrying about three bills around. But he's carrying them really well. Athletic, strong, fast, physical. And we're talking about this guy being overlooked. It's it's a testimony to the quality of depth in the tight end room. But it's also, I think, a reminder that we have seen very little fully healthy Darnell Washington over our lives, Clint. Yes, Hundred percent. This is the thing. So the rumblings out of fall camp are that Big O is just dragging fools everywhere. DBs are trying to tackle him, can't even lay a hand on him, and when they do lay a hand on him, he is taking them for a state fair ride, and they are just holding on for dear life, hoping. Just not got to get a fucked. funnel cake in one hand and a large diet soda in the other, and they are just on a on a wild ride. They are wondering. 
who put the cyclone back up because there are no there is no laws governing the restrictions of the way that this ride undulates big o is just he's not lumbering down the field he is sprinting with these so that's that's the uh, news out of camp and yeah daniel it what we haven't seen and i think what people overlook brock bowers you know the commodity that you get out, out of him incredibly athletic guy gets open in space big o is is a guy that and, and Brock has this ability as well, but Big O I think has this ability more. Where something isn't there, he will make it there. Hmm. That's the that's the piece of the healthiness mm-hmm. that we need to see more of. Brock can go ahead and get open and speed past people, yada, yada, all that. But when it's a contested, when he has to put a shoulder down and run somebody over to make space in the middle of the field, Big O has that. And I don't think again, you guys can make fun of us all you want. When we say that we want the 13 personnel all the time, right? I mean all the time. I, now, listen. Listen. When Todd Munkin was asked about the 13 personnel, mm-hmm. he, he literally said – now, listen. He literally said, well, you can't run it all the time or all the wide receivers will transfer. That was it. Like that, he he said, "I want to, guys. If I had my choice, guys, believe I me, I would. But we got to keep some of these guys happy. Like we got to keep, <laughs> we got to keep them out of the portal. Like it's obvious to everyone, even Kirby Smart in his post, um, in his post um, scrimmage presser, he says something to the effect of." I know we have some incredibly gifted tight ends, but we still have to get the wideouts involved for us to be explosive. Like he's trying to talk you into wanting wide receivers to play. That's what Kirby is doing. He's trying to convince you that wide receivers as a group should even be on the field. That's where we are at the university of Georgia right now. And and then as he's listing wide receivers, he just stumbles over himself and accidentally mentions Oscar Delp, who he then classifies as a pass catcher because he's been listening to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. That's right. He knows. And you come to realize there's Georgia just has good players and they're of one type. No, it's not to say we don't have other good players. It's not to say that we're not going to we're going to talk about wide receivers as we move through camp. We're going to talk about, you know, guys like Dylan Bell and I mean, it seems to be getting a lot of buzz and obviously guys like AD Mitchell, Lad McConkey, Karis Jackson, guys that we know what they are and what they can do. It's not like Georgia has no wide receivers. But if you look at quality of depth, where you typically have one good tight end and then some serviceable tight ends, you typically have three to four good wide receivers, and then there's the drop-off. Well, you have your three to four good wide receivers, but then you have three to four elite tight ends as well. It's just the disparity in depth is overwhelming at Georgia, and you're going to see a lot of 13 personnel this year because Todd Munkin wants to win the game. Again, he said, my job is to score points. to score points. Okay, if that's my job, I'm going to get somebody on the field that literally can't be tackled for 40 yards. He, what are teams going to do, Clint? Just what? 
are they going to do? Okay, again, please, Georgia fan, listen to this. If you're a college football team, here's Kirby Smart does this every single game. He tries to take away the best weapon on offense. All right? It's Bill Belichick 101. When you face Georgia and you're a defensive coordinator and you're trying to make a game plan of the personnel you have, A, you don't have anybody already who can go up against Brock Bowers. Okay, right out of the gate. I don't have somebody fast enough or big enough to cover him. And then you say, okay, but you have zero of those. Sorry, don't mean to cut you off. He's the, this is just mind-boggling to me, and I, and I just need everybody to process it. He's the easiest guy to cover of the three. Yes. Now, he's the best of the three. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's the worst. But he's the easiest to match up with of the three. And he's Brock Bowers. 13 touchdowns coming back on somebody that you can say, okay, okay, I could take a 6-2 safety and I could bring him down the box and he might be able to run with Brock for a little bit and kind of bump and run him. So you have maybe on that, but you don't have anybody. And then you ask the defensive coordinator, you're like, okay, fine. You don't need three of those. You don't need one of those guys. You need three of those guys because they have three of those guys over there. And then all of a sudden you start bracketing and you start saying, okay, we'll cover one over the top of the safety, one underneath one linebacker. But then you go, okay, that's great for one of them, but we have three of them. What are we going to do, DC? And all of a sudden somebody's on an island and all Stets has to do is find that one-on-one matchup. And he goes, okay, that's who gets it's, the ball. It's not going to be a one-on-one matchup, Clint. That's what I was going to say. This is why I love having an experienced quarterback coming back. You could say what you want about Stetson Bennett, but I love having an experienced quarterback coming back because there are going to be some busts, Clint. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about some one-on-zero type coverage situations where all of a sudden you got two guys running this way, one of them go and they, they veer off like this, and both defenders go this way. And now, oopsies. We've got a guy, we've got Lad McConkey streaking free down the sideline because we were so concerned with the underneath stuff to Eric Gilbert, who's already got 10 catches in the game. You can't, you can't stop him. You, okay. the I don't floor. The floor of this offense is 32 points. It's well, I'm, I'm curious to know how many games you think they're going to score over 40. Clint, I'm curious about that. You know okay. what? I'm not going to tell you that right now. Okay. Okay. We well, might, I'm curious. We might talk about that at a later time. But get not to, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about Tresman Marshall right now if we're going to do something. First, I'm going to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is our online sportsbook expert. Listen, you guys know this already. The season is here, the win totals are here. We're not going to do a full win total locks episode. So I'm going to give you this one for free Georgia Tech under three and a half. It's three and a half. They play at UCF. Um, that's an L. They play Georgia. That's an L. They play Northern Illinois, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be an L. Oh, yeah. Um, they might beat Duke. They might. Maybe. But take the under three and a half. Bet online is the place to go. They've got all these win totals. They've got everything that you want in a sports book. It's the only place that Clint and I trust. It's the official sports book partner of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Uh, go there right now, betonline.net. Enter the promo code Locked On. You get a welcome bonus on your initial deposit just in time for college football season. Free money with which to bet at Bet Online, your online sports book expert. 
Daniel, we got a guy on defense. Now, we have been much maligned this whole entire conversation about the defense, which, by the way, really quick before we get on Tresman Marshall, because rumors out of camp are that he is showing out. A veteran guy who's come on late, who has closing speed and physical tools. Stop me if you've heard that three times in the last two years. Well, I heard it three times last year. Three different last cats. Year. Three different cats all found themselves okay. in the NFL draft. Yep. But And, and by the way, showing out in preseason. Oh, that's weird. Oh, no, out. that's weird. Oh, no, that's weird. Because Nicobe Dean is an official Locked on a, Eagles podcast as well, just so you're fully Yes. Listen. Um, no, I'm, the thing that can I was going to say be, before. Can we, be, can we be a Locked on Steelers podcast only when they're on offense? I was, <laughs> Daniel, I went on draft shows, and I was ridiculed openly for saying that in Three years, he will be a top five wide receiver. Now, shame on me. I shouldn't have said in three years. That's on. And me. you, sh- you shouldn't have said top five. That's. I, I should have said in two years. Then the best is what I should have said. Yes. Good golly, he's incredible. Okay, what I was going to say is, coming out of camp, here's the narrative we're hearing: the offense, the defense cannot stop the offense. The offense is running rickshaw over the defense. We heard this coming out of camp last year, Daniel. Like this that's, is carbon copy. That's correct. Record. That's and what correct. happened was our offense came out and scored lots of points, and our defense was the best defense in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now the narrative is the same. Okay. And, and everyone's like, yeah, that's because the defense sucks. Oh. But, oh, but see, what, what had happened was um, Kirby always hates the defense in always. camp. He just He just always hates the defense. And – he 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 even told you when you start tackling life, the defense is behind. The defense is not good at tackling. It is easier to break a tackle on the first live tackle than it is to make a tackle on the first live tackle. That's an easier thing to do. And so the defense is behind. Kenny Mack is just running absolutely free. Um, and the defense seems to be struggling. Don't read into that that this defense is going to be awful. Don't necessarily read into that that this offense is going to be Ohio State. Because I don't know that either of those things are true. But what is true is that this inside linebacker group seems to have not one good option. Not three good options. But like five good options. You, you to could start, have fifth and, yeah, 100% with the younger so, cats coming in. Yeah. So a guy like Tresman Marshall is a guy that fans may not have even been thinking about. Obviously, we're talking about Smile Mondon last week because Kirby makes the comment, don't forget about him. He's still there. Kirby going on about Xavier Sori, talking about you know the, his ability to make explosive plays. We know what kind of an athlete Xavier Sori is. But Tresman Marshall seems to be the – Along with with Pop, he seems to be the steady, consistent force in that inside linebacker group. And you know that's going to make a guy like Glenn Schumann, Will Muschamp, Kirby Smart, you know that's going to make them feel good. Especially early in the season, I think we're going to be seeing quite a bit of Tresman. Because I think we're going to see some of Smile. I think we're going to see some of Xavier. But I think... We're going to be seeing quite a bit of Tresman Marshall because he just has the ability to 
be in the right place and be sound in his tackling and his assignments. And that's what you need out of that position. Again, I, I just want to clarify for everybody. When we say this inside linebacker group was looked at as the weakest unit on this entire defense, and what we're determining is actually might be the deepest and one of the best units on this entire defense. And Tresman Marshall is that dude that just like last year, we're going to find niches for all of these guys. And I don't exactly know. He is a, he's going to know assignment. He's going to know discipline. He's going to know coverages. He might be more uh, of that. But all of these guys are freak athletes who kind of run the same mold. We've been talking about the recruiting of the mold. Outside edge defenders with Georgia are forevermore 6'6", 265 to 275, and run a 4440. That's just apparently what you need. To come to UG as an edge guy in recruiting mm-hmm. from here on out. Inside linebacker, it turns out, uh, Glenn Chu knows what to do with those because we've gotten them all drafted. And let me put this in context for you. Let me, let, Monty Rice is a damn good dog, somebody that Daniel and I love. He puts a hand on you, you go down, is Monty Rice's tagline. Daniel, I don't know if Monty Rice starts in the last two years at Georgia at inside linebacker. Yeah. He might start on this year's team, Maybe. but last year we had three dudes that could run circles around Monty Rice, and I love that guy to death. Love. But last year Monty Rice doesn't sniff the field at the University of Georgia, not with Quay Walker and Channing Tendall and this Nicole year he's Dean. fighting for reps with these five guys. This year he's in there for sure, and he because of the leadership and the presence that he would bring – that's the thing that this group is missing most of all. It's got plenty of talent. There's plenty yes. of talent in the inside linebacker room. All right. We got a lot more that we're going to talk about this week. As long as this – if you're hearing this episode right now, then that means we're definitely going to have an episode for you tomorrow and hopefully the rest of the week. We're going to talk about the starters on offense, the starters on defense. We're going to talk about lots of stuff. Also – the Locked On Bulldogs is putting out a Uh-oh. an official college pick'em league. We're starting, guys. We're starting a league, and so let me just say this: Here's what we're not going to do. Okay. We are not going to publish the link to this league on our Twitter. No. Do you know why? Because we're not interested in all you Alabama fans. Jumping into this league. Not a chance. Do you know why? Because we're going to give away something special to the winner, and I'm not trying to give you anything. No, we got we got prizes for y'all. If you want to be a part of the official Lockdown Bulldogs Pick'em League, compete against guys like M-Dubs, executive producer. Compete against guys like John Tweet Sports. If you want to be a part of the official college Pick'em League for the Lockdown Bulldogs, slide into the DMs on Twitter at Dogs Podcast, or send us an email, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com, and we will get you the link to sign up for this league. To be clear, it is if you're listening to this, get, get in contact. You are welcome to. We're not going to publicly do it, on Twitter, but you're welcome to. You, no, we, you are invited. The, the screening process is, can you follow these directions and get into there? That's the screening process. That's correct. So um, hit us up on Twitter. At Dogs Podcast, or uh, send us an email, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com, and um, we'll get you all signed up. So, Clint and I will be back tomorrow, and we will see you guys then. See ya.